Hello, my dears. Hello, my darlings. It's Mama J here. Yeah, I'm back, babies. Sexually Liberated Unashamed Talk Radio. That's where you are, my babies. That little thing I like to call slut radio. It is, oh, it is so good to be back here in Slut Radio Studios. I can't begin to tell you. Uh, I've missed your sexy little ears. This is Season 3, Episode 1, The Bitches Back Podcast. <laughs> if it's good enough for Sir Elton, it is good enough for me. So come on in. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Get comfortable. Uh, put your feet up. Get you a cookie. Get you a tissue. Whatever you need. And, uh... The tissue may be necessary for more than a jerk-off session because today, I'm sorry to say, I've got too much to talk about, about where I've been and what I've been doing, and I, I think that you guys need to hear it. So there's not going to be a whole lot of sexy talk today. I'm really sorry, but I can guarantee that I'll make up for it. So if you want to skip ahead to the end... And find out when I'll be back and when I'll be discussing what. Uh, go ahead and skip to the end. That's fine. It won't hurt my feelings at all. But if you're curious about where I've been and what I've been doing, get your cookie, get your tissue, get you, get your eight whiskey sours. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's I'm going to try and keep it down to an acceptable time limit. Because it's, and it's very, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot of sadness and a lot of anxiety. So I'm just going to try and give you the highlights, so to speak. All right. So the last time you guys heard from me was March of 2021. That was my last podcast. And I stopped doing the podcast because I developed some health issues in addition to my regular health issues, my, my autoimmune issues and, and everything else, my fibro, just all of it, everything that I looked up on the internet and you should never, ever do that when you're sick. Never look on the internet to see what's wrong with you because no matter what it is, if you have a sniffle, dry eye, whatever, you know, it's dire. It is always something dire that's wrong with you. So anyway, this, everything pointed to pancreatic cancer. Well, normally that wouldn't bother me. I'd say, what's, what are the chances of that? Well, in my case, the chances are pretty damn good because my dad died that way. They found out that I have a hiatal hernia. They found out that I have stomach ulcers. My colon is absolutely sparkling clean and beautiful. They don't want to see me back for that for another 10 years. Well, nine now. But at my age, uh, I'm almost 57, if you can believe that. I hope you can't. Um, at my age, they typically want to see you every five years. So this was good news, right? So I've got this going on. And okay, now it's time for me to relax a little bit. Well, my family in Florida had some things going on at the same time that 
I was having my issues. Now, my issues in comparison to what was going on down there were nothing. Um, the reason they kept it from me is they didn't want me to worry until, you know, it was just an unavoidable thing. It's fucked up. It's what family does. We don't like to worry people and we will hide our own health issues. So yeah, that's what, that's what they did to me. And the health issues that were being hidden from me had to do with my stepdad, who is he's like a dad to me he's he's a wonderful wonderful man and I found out later that he had been diagnosed with cancer he had been put on palliative care which was good news when you're on palliative care it means that the doctor's not necessarily expect you to get better, but they don't expect you to die as soon as people think when you say hospice. So if you say hospice, you think two weeks tops, maybe three. Uh, palliative care is months. So this that was a good thing. But I also found out later that my stepdad refused treatment for his cancer. Okay. And that's fine. That's, that's his decision. But this was all stuff that was being kept from me. And I'm just up in Tennessee, dun, 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 doing my merry old thing. Long about the beginning of August last year, I got a phone call. This was not a good day for me to get a phone call as I had had some teeth ripped out by an oral surgeon. Had to be done. So I have gauze in my mouth. I've got a phone call. It's my sister. She said, I need you. And that's all it takes with family. Somebody says, I need you. And you, you're there. Well, because I had had my teeth ripped out that day, I wasn't in any shape to be driving. I was uh, popping pain pills like Tic Tacs. So as soon as I got the okay from the oral surgeon, made sure my stitches were good and, and taken care of, I went down to Florida. This was about three days after I got the phone call. So it wasn't too, too late. It wasn't immediate, which is what my sister wanted. But when I got down there, I, I realized just how bad it was because I found out all these things that the parents and the sister had been keeping from me. And again, this is what family does. I was so mad though. Oh my God. I was so mad because there was nothing that I could do. Nothing I could do. And okay, this is, this is like a set of dominoes because things just keep going wrong, keep falling over. The the little trail keeps going. So I got there. I find my stepdad in a hospital bed in the house, which was a big shock. Well, then I found out that he had cancer. I found out that he had refused treatment. I found out that he was on palliative care and... I found out that my mother was his sole caregiver. Now, if you know anything about caregiving, 
as a general rule, just as a general rule, caregiving is not easy. You are taking care of someone else's needs. Mom had just had shoulder surgery done and she was in no shape to be trying to help a bedridden man use a bedside commode. She was in no shape to be trying to help him bathe. These are the things that he needed. He needed to have a legit caregiver. Mom would have nothing to do with it. So she kept going and going. She was she was just like the Energizer Bunny. She just kept going and going and going until she didn't. She ended up in the hospital several times. Um, I, I, I lost track of how many times she actually ended up in the hospital. Um, at one time I thought I was going to end up in the hospital and my sister was going to end up in the hospital because we were taking shifts, trying to take care of our stepdad and our mother. And it was just, it was the dominoes kept falling. When were they going to stop? When was something going to go right? Well, we just kept thinking it couldn't get worse and it couldn't get worse and it couldn't get worse and we were wrong. There's a lot of detail here. There's a, like I said, I'm just glossing over things. My mother, my sweet, sweet mother, who just tried to take care of the man that she loved, she died on Christmas Eve morning. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that happened, and I can promise you I will be delving into it in at least one bonus episode, but I will be delving into it. So, well, that was Christmas Eve. Mama J, where have you been since then? Well, after mom died, um, my stepdad still needed me. We had gotten caregivers because uh, it, it was just necessary. At the point that I said that I thought my sister and I were going to end up in the hospital, that's when we all convened as a family and we let the parents know in no uncertain terms, you're having professional caregivers and so we did that and my mother didn't like it she didn't like having people in her house sis and I still took a shift um so it wasn't like they were with caregivers 24 7 at that point but mom just didn't like it she didn't like it thinking about my mom still has the power to kind of just take it out of me it, it really does you are never I like I said I'll be 57 and in, in just a little bit and um I miss my mom you never get too old to not need your mother so yeah I miss my mom so this was Christmas Eve morning that mom died and Thank God that we had caregivers already in place because my sister just completely checked out. She just 
shut down. And this, this was expected, honestly, because she and mom had always been, I mean, since the time I can remember, they had always been best of friends. So not only did we lose a mom, but she lost her best friend too. So, you know, she needed me there to to just help her function. There were times, I don't know, people, I don't know where January and February went. I know that I'm still here now, so I must have done something. I know that there were days that I sat and stared off into space and did nothing. There were days that I did that and cried without knowing it. Um, you know, there were days that I just laid in bed most of the day. I did make myself, because you know I have depressive issues, I made myself get up and and bathe on a daily basis, and I made myself eat at least one meal a day. I am ashamed to say that I did not make sure that these things were also being done by my sister. I I was just there basically to make sure she was alive and she she was having a really hard time she's still having a really hard time but uh I got to say podcasting was the last thing on my mind in January and February and then March came along and my sister and I took a little trip that I'm going to tell you about in just a few minutes. Uh, So we took a little trip in March and that kind of helped us both step back into our shoes a little bit. Um, We realized that the world was still moving, that people were still living perfectly normal lives and good for them. Um, We, had not been a part of anything. We had kind of stepped out of the flow of life, if that makes sense. And we had just kind of hit the pause button. So we took this trip in March. And then I started getting antsy. I started getting really antsy about my podcast. And here I am. So that is the main reason that I've been gone. It started out with my own health issues, uh, went to my stepdad and his health issues, went to my mother and her health issues, and then mom died. And nobody, nobody recovers from losing their mother immediately unless there are extenuating circumstances most people miss their mom and I do all right I'm sorry my babies I I I I tend to want to get the bad stuff out of the way first we're done with the bad stuff okay it's time for something a little bit lighter Are you ready? Boy, I am. Let's get to some shout outs. Now, I've got a little bitty list 
with some stories, some Mama J stories. The first people that are getting my shout outs, though, are for my own personal reasons that have to do with the shit-tastic year that I just talked about. Okay. Els, you know who you are. Yeah, you do. I love you. I, I love what you're doing. I love what you stand for. I love the fact that you're real. Uh, she and I have joked around about getting married. She's got a fiance that she loves very much. But, you know, honestly, for this woman, I'd do it. I do. And you know me, I don't want to get married again. But for her, I'd consider it because she is that fucking awesome. So Els, thank you. You, you honestly, I don't think you have a clue as to how much you have helped me. And you continue to do so just by your very existence. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I love, love, love you. Okay, my two best M's. You guys have heard me talk about them before. Miles is my male best M. And you may have heard him on a couple of past podcasts. He is going to be back on some podcasts with me. Um, He's also got his own podcast in the works. So, yeah, I'm proud of him. Uh, My other best M, who is just going by M on this show. She shall remain nameless. But we have been besties since 1989. And I love you. Both of you guys have helped me so much. I wouldn't be here without you. Both you guys are very important people in my world. And I love you. And I thank you. Love you. Just love you. Okay. Dee Dee. You guys remember Dee Dee, right? My darling daughter, Dee Dee. Anyway, I'm always proud of Dee Dee because I'm her mom and that's what moms are supposed to do. They're supposed to always be proud of their kids no matter what. And I I am, I think, uh, in a very biased and proprietary way. I think I'm proud of Dee Dee, but I think I'm also proud of her because she is just awesome. Now, Dee Dee lived some of this shitty year with me. She did go down to Florida and visit before things went to hell in a handbasket. And I'm glad that she did. You know, she didn't know that she was saying goodbye to her grandmother. She thought that she was saying goodbye to her grandfather. Ah, oh, she's, she, she's shared that shitty year with me. She lost her granny and, um, y'all know how important your grandma is. Your granny, your grandma, your Mimi, your Nana, who, whatever you call her, she's important. And Didi lost her, but she's my offspring and she, she helped me. She helped me get through the loss of my mother while dealing with her own grief about her granny. And she is, she is, Dee Dee is so fierce. She loves, she gives, she plays, she works, she helps, she hopes. She does everything 
with every fiber of her being. She just does. And she's helped me just by being the person that she is. I'm sorry, I'm getting teary again. Um, I'm privileged to be your mother, Dee Dee. And thank you. And I love you. All right. Now, those were the really personal shout outs that, uh, you know, you could tell I got a little emotional there. Now, I've met some people recently and I've told them about my podcast and they seem very excited about it. I told them I would mention them. Are you ready? All right. Riley at Barley's in downtown Knoxville. You are just a complete sweetheart. You you give us great service all the time, dude. Even when we're not in your station. You come by, make sure we're being taken care of properly, and you hold... you take good care of us, so you expect everybody else to take good care of us. You are as sweet as can be without being sickly sweet. And, of course, you make the guys happy by being a total smoke show. So, <laughs> thank you, Riley, for your service, your friendship, and your sweetness. I can't wait to see you again on Trivia Night. I'll talk to you then. Mustang Sally. Now, that's a name, isn't it? Well, I think this young lady's name was Tori. I think. Even after she told us her name, we all agreed that she would forever be Mustang Sally. And here's why. Time for a Mama J story. Do-do-do-do-do. Okay. I went to a baseball game with three friends of mine. I am a short, fat fuck. And my friends all have longer legs than I do. Okay, so the baseball game is over. And they kind of just took off. They're boys, you know. They don't want to take their time and go shopping at the at the, the shop or whatever. Anyway, so they just wanted to get out and they wanted to go drink. That was okay. I wanted to go drink too. They all have longer legs. They just took off like horses out of the gate. And here I was with my short, pudgy little legs, you know, and I was stiff from sitting on the stadium seats. They always, they always wear me out. The stadium seating does when you, when you have arthritis and, and fibro, that shit hurts. Okay. So I was walking very slowly and very haltingly, and very painfully. And I I stopped trying to keep up with the boys because I realized that they, they would eventually realize that I wasn't there and they would slow down or stop. We would get back together. I wasn't going to lose my ride. So I slowed down to a comfortable pace And because I had been walking so fast and because I was so stiff and sore, that combines with me and puts me in just the very ugly place of dripping sweat and being, I I get very, very red faced when I get hot. People worry about me when I get hot because I look like I'm dying of heat stroke. It's very unattractive. So there I was, panting, hobbling, 
sweating, dripping, dripping sweat, not just sweating, but dripping sweat. And I'm, I'm waiting for my friends. I look up, I'm on the sidewalk and the crowd is getting to the parking lot and they're parting as crowds do at the end of a sidewalk. You know how that happens. Well, there, it turns out there was a car parked there in the parking space at the end of the sidewalk. And when I saw this car, I actually moaned. And it, yes, my friends, it was a very, very sexual sound. And this young lady on my left had heard me and she asked me if I was okay. I think she thought I was dying. And given the way I looked, it was probably a legit thought. <laughs> I was red faced and I was panting and then I laughed and I'm like, no, I'm sorry. I'm not. And you know, it was like that. It was terrible. And I told her, no, I'm not ill or anything. And then I pointed at that car and I said, that just so happens to be my dream car. And she looked at it and I looked at it and you want to know what car it was? Uh, it was a 1966 red convertible Mustang looked to be in mint condition. She was backed into the parking spot with the top down. She was gorgeous. Gorgeous. Now, once this young woman realized that I was okay, she decided she liked me and we were going to have a good time. And she tried her damnedest, my friends. She tried so hard to put my happy ass in that car and take a picture on my phone. She wanted to do that for me. The only reason I wouldn't do it. I mean, somebody parked that car with the top down. They had to know that that could happen. <laughs> but the only reason I didn't was because I was so sweaty and gross. I did not want to funk up somebody's car. But I did get some pictures of it. And uh, this young lady and I stood there for a little bit and talked. The guys came over because this young lady was a smoke show go figure. I am a good wingman. <laughs> anyway, so we went, we, we all went our separate ways after we talked and, and, and everything. And, you know, the guys are like, oh, hey, you should come with us. And, you know, she's like, I'm just going to go out with my friends and maybe I'll run into you later. Well, lo and behold, we did. We ran into her at the first place we went after the ball game. We went to a bar in downtown Knoxville and we had, we were already past our second or third shooters of the night. We, we were, we were on our way to the outer stratosphere, wherever that might be. And lo and behold, here that same young lady walks by. She was on her way back from the bathroom and she passed our table and we were all like, Sally! And we agreed that she was Mustang Sally, even though she did introduce herself at this point. So, and I, I really can't remember your name. I think it was Tori, but 
Sally, get in touch with me. And I gave her one of my slut radio cards. So I told her to listen to her shout out or listen for her shout out. This is it. And if you want to go out with me and the boys again, get in touch with me. We'll hit some more bars. We'll have a good time. Maybe we'll find that Mustang again. Who knows? (laughs) Okay. The last place that I went that evening, some of my friends, we split up. We'll just put it that way. It, It was a big, ugly issue And we're over it, so we're just going to pretend it didn't happen. So we left the first place, the first bar that we were in. We went ahead and left, and we hit another one in the same general vicinity. Uh, This one was more of a a club, is what I would call it, than a bar. Um, So it was pretty packed, and we were drinking. This is the club where I got introduced. If you can believe it, I have never had a liquid marijuana before. I guzzled about three of those puppies down at this club, and they were so good. I, uh, Yeah, I don't remember the end of the night. <laughs> um, we were So we were in this club. We're standing. It was standing room only, and I've got my drink, and I've got... Uh, remember, we had been to a baseball game earlier, and I had gotten sweaty. Well... When I get sweaty, my hair gets wet, and it goes into these unbelievable shapes. And so my hair was sticking up. I smelled outdoorsy, we'll just say. And I'm standing there on the dance floor with my see-through purse because, you know, we were in the, the university baseball stadium. And university rules say that your bag has to be clear. So I had this, you know, I'm in my my team colors. I'm not dressed up to be in a club. I I looked kind of funky. I'm sure I smelled funky. I was drunk. And I got, you know, I just, I, and I'm, I'm. I'm the age that I am. I don't look like I'm, I don't think I look like I'm 57, but I don't, I certainly don't look like I'm 27, which was probably the average age in this club. So it was obvious that I was older. And in all honesty, even when I dress up and put makeup on, I'm only so-so. And I didn't have makeup on. Even if I had, I would have sweat it right off. Uh, so <laughs> I I was not, uh, I was just not at my best. And I, I couldn't, couldn't have given a, a fuck about it. You know, I didn't care. I was having a good time. But there, there was a young lady. I'm standing next to my friend, Charlie. The other, our, our other friends that we were there with were just kind of dancing around. So, but Charlie and I were actually standing there and I think we were talking and this young lady came up and she asked if I was Charlie's mom. Well, Charlie and I looked at each other and we laughed and we were like, no, 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 we're, no, I'm, I'm her, I'm her friend and he's my friend and I'm, and so Anyway, we finally got it across that I'm all these kids adopted moms and we're just hanging out, having a good time. And she told me that she thought that I was cool for hanging out like I was. 
Now, I didn't know if she just meant, you're cool for hanging out the way you are with, you know, younger people. I didn't know if she meant at a trendy place. I didn't know if she meant despite the fact that I looked like a hag, which I did. I just the fact that she thought I was cool just totally gave me warm fuzzies. And so I fished around. I drunkenly fished around in my clear purse for one of my slut radio cards. And I gave it to her. I told her to listen to her to, to my show and listen for her shout out. And this is it. I'm just sorry. I know that you told me your name and I can't remember it. I was very drunk. I need to start writing these things down. But if you, you have my business card, so my DMs are open and send me a DM, shoot me an email, whatever. Give me your name and I will give you a proper shout out. So, but yes, thank you for thinking I was cool. I love that. You did. You just gave me warm fuzzies. Okay. Now, if y'all remember, after my regular shout-outs, it's time for a special shout-out. It's time for my Dave Portnoy (laughs) shout-out. Yeah, I still have the hots for Dave. I do. He, guys, he's just my cup of tea. I mean, he is exactly my cup of tea. He's smart. He's sexy. He looks incredibly yummy, and he's a total badass. Okay, so you get the idea. All right. Well, I have a little Dave story, but it's very anticlimactic, if you will. (laughs) And no, I don't mean that about Dave at all. I it was just the story itself. Do you remember just a little bit ago? I told you that my sister and I took a trip in March. Well, we did. We went to New York City. Uh, several years ago before COVID happened. Yeah, that's a a whole lifetime ago. We bought these concert tickets and they were from Madison Square Garden. We decided we were going to take a girl's trip, you know, a sister trip or whatever. And we were going to see this concert and we were going to have a few days in New York and blah, 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 blah. And we were so excited about it. And I remember that year for Christmas, mom got us uh, warm clothes and they were all black because that's what people wear in New York City. They always wear black. (laughs) She She got me a cape, I think. And I I can't remember what, anyway, so mom was even excited for us. So that was the deciding factor right there uh, this year, because we had, like I said, mom died on Christmas Eve and uh, January and February are kind of, like I said, a blur, but March, the beginning of March, she and I had to sit down and discuss this concert because it had been rescheduled and rescheduled and rescheduled. It seemed like a hundred times, but it was finally going to happen for real. And we needed to know whether to go ahead and get in on cancellation options or whether to book a flight and a hotel. The deciding factor was that mom had been so excited for us to take this trip. So we decided to honor mom and go have fun. So 
off to New York we go. And it, oh my God, my sister nearly died on the trip. I'm serious. She, uh, (laughs) I could probably sue the hotel or she could probably sue the hotel and end up owning it. Um, she did. She nearly died. And it, (laughs) anyway, that was the only really bad thing that happened. Everything else was fun and we met some very, very wonderful people. You know, New Yorkers have a really, really scary reputation. And they're not that bad. They may be in a hurry. But the people, the people were great. Uh, they took their time and answered questions. Uh, we would introduce ourselves and, and just say, hey, we're from out of town. What's this? What's going on? And there was... Uh, there was one time we got to see the fittest cop in New York. Or was it the fittest firefighter? See, now I can't remember. But they were doing an interview on the street with him, and I was just there, and I asked one of the people, hey, what's going on? And they, they just opened right up and talked to me, and, you know, so. But I will tell you, if you've never been to New York, the taxi drivers, yeah, they're all, they're cracked up to be, and then some. Okay. So the last afternoon that we were there, sis decided she wanted to go to Central Park. I decided I was going to take that opportunity to go to Barstool Sports. My sister had no interest whatsoever in going to Barstool Sports. She knows my hots for Dave thing. So I'm like, oh, good. You're going to go to Central Park. I'll go to Barstool Sports. And I got myself cleaned up and put some makeup on and and hopped in a cab but when I got to Barstool I I went in and I uh was uh, talking to the person at the 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 doorman I guess it's not something I'm used to having he was very nice and very helpful and told me uh which floor Barstool was on and and that I was okay to go up there and so I went up and it was very intimidating for this little country bumpkin. I got off the elevator and, you know, there's this this bank of glass walls over on the side leading to this very busy area, which was Barstool. That was Barstool Sports. And there was a man sitting behind a desk right inside the door of Barstool Sports. And this man was very ferocious looking. That was the security guard. <laughs> uh, he he turned out to be a nice man, but somebody needs to give him a raise because he's very scary looking and does his job very well. Okay. It was a very nice office. I was very impressed with everything I saw. I was very impressed with the people that I saw. But it was basically just an office. Um, That was it. Uh, There was a reception desk after you got past the security guard. And there was a young man at the desk. And there was a young woman standing there beside the desk. And they were involved in some kind of conversation when I got there. First of all, I need to apologize to that young woman, whoever you are, and I hope that this gets to you somehow. I think I offended you. 
And that was certainly not my intent. Um, you struck me as a very intelligent, beautiful human being. And I, I, if I offended you in any way, I'm very sorry. Okay. And that, that was my sincere apology to that sweet young woman. And I don't know her name. I wish I did, but I don't. Uh, I did not get the young man's name who was working the reception desk, but I did drop off one of my slut radio cards. I love those damn things. <laughs> and he looked at it and he smiled up at me and he said, well, it's certainly on brand for us. And I laughed and I said, I hoped somebody would say that. So I asked if they had a store or anything because I wanted to buy some kind of shirt to commemorate my going to Barstool. And they didn't have one. So this sweet fella, this sweet young man, this 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 angel-faced young boy, he gave me a hoodie. He just gave it to me because they weren't set up as a store. He couldn't sell anything to me. But they had hoodies uh, from some of the shows. And I'm not going to tell you which one, but he did give me a hoodie. No, it's not Caller Daddy. <laughs> but no, he just gave it to me. And if I had had my brain with me and I, if I hadn't been in country bumpkin mode, I would have at least tipped him or something. Um, I hope that I at least remembered to thank him. And if I didn't and you're listening, thank you. But it turns out... Well, you know, I did get a, a nice hoodie out of it. I did not get to see Dave. Dave was probably unavailable if he was even there. I will say that uh, my presentation sucked. I sucked. Not in a good sexy way, my babies. I was just awful. I was awful. I went in there and I realize now when I went on that trip, I was just Jamie. Just Jamie just enjoy in New York City. I was not Mama J. I needed to, in Barstool Sports, I needed to have my Mama J hat on. And buddy, I left it down in Florida. I left it in Tennessee. Fuck Florida. I left my hat in Tennessee. Anyway, so my presentation sucked. I sucked, not in a good way. And I refuse, refuse to let it daunt me. Okay. Just refuse. So that's my Dave story. So shout out Dave. Okay. About a year ago, I got an email from a couple of very nice gentlemen and they were asking for any info I could give them for etiquette at a bisexual orgy. Well, me being me, I have lost the email. I have done a little bit of research and I'm ready to answer the question on an upcoming show. But I would like to have your names so I can, you know, let people know. If you want me to have your names. If you don't, that's fine. But if you if you want to hear yourselves be mentioned on a podcast, by all means, please get in touch with me again. And I will dedicate that podcast to you. Um, anyway, or, or, or. Chances are you guys have already had the orgy. So reconnect with me for an interview. I would love to hear how it went. And 
Well, the etiquette part too. (laughs) Anyway, the time has come, my babies. Gotta go. You can find all my stuff at slutradio.fun, except for some reason, the link to Apple Music doesn't work. So don't click on the RSS link or whatever. That one's broken. I am going to get it fixed. I just, I don't know how. So I've been working on it. I've got my IT team working on it, a.k.a. me and a friend. So we'll get it fixed. But uh, you, if you uh, want to listen to the podcast on iTunes, Apple Music, what whatever they call the the apple platform for podcasts (laughs) i don't know i don't know this stuff i'm old (laughs) anyway just go straight to the app just just open it up and type in slut radio you'll find me okay i think let me do this apple search s-l-u-t Oh, and there I am. Yep. Slut Radio with Jamie Faulkner. So you can find me on Apple. I am there. But like I said, I'll get that link fixed for you as soon as possible. Don't forget to look for me on FullSwapRadio.com. I'm back on there uh, twice a week right now. Hopefully, as I am getting more content out there they will give me more time slots but this radio station also has a lot of other really really good content you may want to check it out anyway it's fullswapradio.com f-u-l-l-s-w-a-p-r-a-d-i-o.com okay my Twitter handle is at slutradio1, the number one. My Insta is slut underscore radio. My snap is slutradio, all one word. My Patreon is patreon.com backslash slutradio. Be sure and join me next Monday. Next Monday. Next Monday, 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 Monday. we're going to have a fun discussion on the butt and nothing but the butt because it is time to discuss anal sex. Mm, I can't wait. I'll see you then, my babies. Bye bye.